Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4 episode 73 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are studying in Genesis chapters 37 to 41 uh, in the week of March the 7th to March the 13th uh, and today we'll be looking at Genesis 39. Um, so after dealing with the uh, the interlude between uh, the account of Joseph from when he was sold into Egypt and what happens there with Judah and Tamar, we are now uh, returning back to Joseph. Um, and again, as a reminder, this is almost given as a comparison between Judah and Joseph, um, because it, it is in this chapter that there is a temptation for Joseph, as there was for Judah, to um, violate the law of chastity. Uh, and so we'll have a look and see both these individuals' approaches to this. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm certain we are very aware of Joseph's approach to this, uh, but perhaps we are less aware of Judah's uh, experience and encounter in the last chapter. But uh, Joseph arrives in Egypt and he is bought uh, by Pharaoh, uh, by Potiphar, sorry, who is an officer of Pharaoh, um, and brings him to his house. And in verse 2, despite everything that's happened, despite the fact that he was thrown into a pit by his brothers, that he was sold by them, that he is now being purchased as a slave. And don't forget, at this point, he is still only 17 years old. And I don't know if you remember, you know, how old you were, not how old you were, but what you were like when you were 17. Uh, The thought of this experience would have been a very overwhelming thing. And yet in verse 2, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Um, And look out for this phrase, the Lord was with Joseph, because it comes up a number of times, despite all these difficult trials that he has to go through. Um, The Lord is with him and he's able to prosper. Um, Hartman Rector Jr. said this, quote, I believe this is the greatest lesson that can be learned by the youth of Zion, to do the right thing because you love the Lord. It is so vitally important that I feel if you do anything in righteousness for any other reason than you love the Lord, you are wrong, or at least on some shaky ground, and somewhere your reasons in acting in righteousness will not be strong enough to see you through. You will give way to expediency or peer group pressure or honour or fame or applause or the thrill of the moment or some other worldly reason. Unless your motives are built upon the firm foundation of the love of the Lord, you will not be able to stand. Close quote. Joseph clearly did love the Lord, um, and it really, we don't have Aside from um, from from what I remember from what we studied so far, um, a sense of how dedicated to his faith and love of the Lord that Joseph was, um, really up until this point where we see that the Lord was with him. And so therefore he must have been living in a way to allow that the Lord to give him such strength. Uh, because the only thing we have from Joseph's side really from his actions uh, was the way he went about sharing his dreams. Um, From this point, we'll start to see some qualities and attributes in Joseph, which really are things that we need to try and emulate and develop in our lives. Um, Potiphar sees this, that uh, he is prosperous. And in fact, in verse three, it says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. So he recognizes the, the divine blessing and grace that is given to Joseph. And so he um, makes him overseer over his house. So, you know, we don't know how long it was until this um, this promotion took place, 
Uh, but uh, he was able to be a leader <coughs> in Potiphar's house, um, and he was blessing his home uh, as a result. And in verse 6 it says, And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not what he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well-favoured. And I think this is a very interesting verse, um, because it gives a good background and context as to why what happens next is even more um, impressive and uh, a good example from Joseph. Basically, this phrase, he knew not aught he had, basically means that he didn't, Potiphar didn't worry at all as to what was going on with Joseph as to his household because he trusted him 100%, um, which then means that in verse 7, uh, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said, lie with me. This means that for young Joseph, this would have been um, a very easy situation to have done what Potiphar's wife wanted and not have been found out because Potiphar trusted him completely, uh, that he left him to do whatever he needed to do in the house. Um, but of course, Joseph did not do the things for the Potiphar's um, approval and um, permission, but he did um, He did the things he did in the name of the Lord. And that will be something that we look at now as we go into this experience. Um, clearly, there is a lot we learn here about virtue and about chastity. Um, it says, but he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master, what if not what is with me in the house? And he have committed all that he have to all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither have he kept anything back from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How can I then do this great wickedness and sin against God? It's an interesting uh, couple of verses there, because again Joseph knows that Potiphar doesn't know what he is doing right now. He doesn't know uh, everything that he is engaged in, um, and. Potiphar has given basically everything to him. The only thing he hasn't given is his own wife. Um, and so, you know, this is something he recognises he should not do. There's a few quotes, uh, as you would expect with this, um, because it is such a well-known um, story uh, or account in the Old Testament. President Gordon B. Hinckley um, said this, quote, The influences today may be more apparent and more seductive, but they are no more compelling you cannot be shielded entirely from these influences. They are all about us. Our culture is saturated with them. But the same kind of self-discipline exercised by Joseph will yield the same beneficial result. Notwithstanding the so-called new morality, notwithstanding the much-discussed much changes in our moral standard, there is no adequate substitute for virtue. Close quote. He's making the point that, you know, these, these advances, these enticements, they are all around us in the world today. They pervade our homes through, through devices and through uh, what we see uh, in the world around us. Um, and we have to be very, very careful um, what we do. Uh, and of course, be completely open. I think this was the key thing here, was that Joseph was an open person, that he recognised that honesty and integrity were important. Uh, and that, I think, is such an important part of our relationships today as well. Um uh, Walter F. Gonzalez uh, also said, quote, it, it may also mean withstanding adversity and temptation. In his youth, Joseph was sold into slavery. He was taken away from everything he loved. Later, he was tempted to be unchaste. He resisted the temptation. 
His love for God was more powerful than any adversity or temptation, close quote. And that's an interesting point made by Elder Gonzalez, uh, because Joseph had gone through a lot by this stage. He had been thrown in a pit, gone into slavery, been bought by a person, and was basically owned by an individual in a foreign land which he didn't know. And so he would be, perhaps, um, it would be understandable if he felt alone and discarded. And so to do something like this may have been not such a big issue for him, because perhaps he, well, it wouldn't have gone to anyone and no one would have known. But he had complete love and trust in the Lord, and the Lord was with him, and he didn't want uh, to to move away from that. Um, so moving on, um, we see an example of how these types of temptations do not um, let up either. If you do overcome a temptation, not just to about chastity, but it's about anything really that is a, a concern or a trouble in your life, just be on guard because it will likely be that it won't just be that one time. In verse 10 it says, And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. Um, he had to be uh, consistent and vigilant in his virtue, in his obedience to the commandments, uh, as do we today. And we'll continue this experience with Potiphar's wife uh, tomorrow. Um, and we'll see, obviously, how it escalates and how Joseph uh, reacts and the outcome of that as well. Thank you so much uh, for listening today and sharing in this study. Um, thank you for being with us. Please join the Facebook group to join the discussion. And until we meet again.